0: what is good everybody welcome to another gold diggers podcast part of the niners nation podcast network i am rob stats ferrera and with me as always on a friday as i have named the rising star of the niners nation podcast network michelle Majuk. what's up michelle
1: ooh, ooh, hey hey i am so excited i am one of those odd people that actually loves preseason football now the hall of fame game no like i have i really don't care about that because there's nothing going on but for some reason week one of the preseason this year has so many good storylines and so many things to watch for. It's like, it feels like football's really back. I know we're still like a month out, but it feels like it's back.
0: It is back. It's yeah. It's not the same as the regular season, but it beats what we had for the past five months. Like, come on, I'll take the preseason, baby. It's game day. I'm so excited.
1: And like, Trey Lance is playing. How cool is that? How fun is that to get to see him out there now? I don't know how many of the Packers defensive starters will be out there, but they are starting their offensive line. The Packers are starting their full offensive line. Well, besides, I guess the injured tackles, but you know what I mean? The guys, they have healthy. We'll see which defenders are out there. I hope they put, you know, Eric Stokes should be out there. He's only a second-year player. Rashawn Gary, let's see how the offensive line holds up. Like, I hope they play a series or two. That would be nice to see how that offensive line holds up and how Trey Lance reacts to uh, that kind of pressure.
0: Exactly. He needs reps. So you should be excited to watch him play whenever you can. I know I am. Uh, We're going to get into some of our expectations for the game tonight. and We're going to get into some over-unders that you saw that I really thought were juicy. You know, like sometimes... Late in these preseason games, when you don't necessarily know who's in there, you need something a little extra to keep you interested. So we're going to provide that for you. But before we get into all of that, I want to remind you, please rate, review, and follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. Help us get our star rating up on Apple Pods. We have gotten a bunch of reviews, Michelle. Not everybody thrilled with us after your appearance on the Gold Standard Podcast this one comes from Mr. Long Lu. five stars. That was painful. I absolutely love all the podcasts provided by Niners Nation, but please, for the love of God, never put Michelle and Levin in a show together again. I was excited for this gold standard episode, but all I heard was two people arguing about what goes on a peanut butter sandwich first, the jelly or the <laughs> peanut butter. Please, I beg of you, Rob, don't ever do this to us again. I became a little dumber after this show. On a positive note, I love you all, and I'm excited to finally see some football soon. Keep the content coming. How do you feel about that?
1: That's fair. I felt annoyed by the end of it. (laughs) I was like, we're just going back and forth now, and neither of us are going to give in. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure if I was a listener, I would have been like, okay, you guys. It was good for like the first half hour, and then the second half an hour, we were just like brother and sister just fighting back and forth and not letting it go.
0: Next review comes from B. Nuzalese. Sorry if I got that name wrong. Five stars. Keep it going. I really enjoy the show. I listen to many 49ers podcasts like many 49ers fans. I really enjoy how the show takes a unique perspective and doesn't mindlessly follow the organizational narrative. I've listened since Rob came to the show from Pro Football Talk Live and love it. Stay original because I'll be listening. That really makes me happy. The fact that you've paid attention to anything I've been doing since NBC and now that you're here now. I appreciate that. That's a true fan right there.
1: I love it. It's great. You're amazing stats. I'll be nice.
0: For a change. Wow. This is, have you been replaced by some type of pod person? Like what happened? Where did guess, that come I woke, from? I woke
1: up on the, you know, feeling nice today. Take
0: okay. It. Well, that, that's going to end shortly because we're going to get into something. Now, before we get into the preseason stuff, which I promise you we will do. There was a report that came out yesterday or this week about Jimmy Garoppolo, Mike Silver, who now writes for the San Francisco Chronicle. He's basically been on the 49ers beat for a day. He's already broken a more interesting story than any of the other 49ers beat writers have broken in the last five years. want to point that out. But I'm just going to read directly from the article. This is, again, this is Mike Silver talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, who, as we all know, signed a big contract after 2017. It was the highest annual value in NFL history at the time. And Mike Silver writes... When that press conference announcing the deal ended, Garoppolo shook hands, flashed his multi-million-dollar smile, and disappeared into the offseason ether. That important work, to his coach's chagrin, would have to wait. Once he left that press conference, nobody heard from him for weeks and weeks, recalled a member of that coaching staff. He didn't return calls. He didn't return texts. He basically just vanished, and we were looking at each other going, what just happened? You don't think this is a big deal, Michelle. I think it was a huge deal, and I think it's it helps paint the picture of why Jimmy Garoppolo never evolved as a player.
1: Maybe. I just don't care. I think that's where we differ because, listen, when Jimmy Garoppolo played, his teammates absolutely loved him. That's the thing. It's like if they actually had a problem with this, they wouldn't love him as much as they do. Like they – love this guy as a leader and then he won a lot of games and I'm not saying it's because of him because obviously it was the whole team it was the defense it was Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo was a good game manager but it's like Okay. If he texted back, would, would he have hit Emmanuel Sanders deep in the super bowl and won it? I mean, in that, would it really change the NFC championship last year? If he just texted back in the summer, like, I don't really think so. I don't think it matters. And we're moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo does not matter anymore. It is the Trey Lance show. And this is why, when you sent it to me, I just said, I don't care. And you said, I care. So this was what we're debating now. Why do you care?
0: Because it all matters. Greatness doesn't just happen, right? It doesn't, it's not a magical thing. You have to take steps to make it happen. And Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't be bothered to do it. And by the way, as Silver writes, he calls it the Jimmy Garoppolo vanishing act. It happened every off season with the team, except one. Which one did he actually respond? Oh, after they got Trey Lance, his replacement, then he decided it might be a good thing. And yeah, does it mean that he hits Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl? No, but you know what? Maybe there was a, something he could have learned that it would have contributed to him maybe completing more than like one pass in the fourth quarter of that game. You're telling me it doesn't matter? Then why is Tom Brady doing it constantly? Peyton Manning, all the great quarterbacks, okay, that they do this stuff because it matters. And the fact that he couldn't be bothered to talk to either his bosses or his teammates just explains so much about this guy. He was never all in, he was never all in. He did what he needed to do to get his big deal. And then he just disappeared into the night when he was too busy banging poor stars in the office that's
1: people in every industry though. And I think that's what we have to understand. Not every single NFL player has to be obsessed with the NFL and has to be obsessed with being the best player to ever play. Like some people can just be happy Your quarterback does their job, but yes, if you, but you're moving on from him and that's why, but if he's happy with how his career is going, he's made a lot of money. He's Mm -hmm. won a lot of games. He's going to get another starting game. Maybe he's not worried about being the best quarterback in the league. Maybe he has work-life balance. Maybe the NFL isn't his entire world. And that's okay. There cannot be a hundred different Tom Brady's. There's a reason there's only one Tom Brady. There's a reason there's only one Peyton Manning because they are insane and amazing and they work on it like crazy. It's their entire life though. Like they have now used up their entire life on one thing. And it's been the NFL like hopefully they can enjoy their family sometimes. But it seems like their entire life has been run by this. Maybe not every person that plays this sport wants that.
0: Oh, I agree with you. 100% I agree with you. And if Jimmy's fine with it, that's the only person he has to please. But I'm a fan. I'm not fine with it.
1: But he's gone. So what does it matter now? You're not keeping him.
0: Because I only have so many years on this planet, Michelle. I only have so many bites at the apple to see my team win a Super Bowl, And to know that Jimmy Garoppolo was wasting them, ghosting everybody in the off season. Yeah. That makes me mad as a fan. I'm sorry. It does. He could have been better. He chose not to be better. And I get it. Did he not
1: ever have any, like he, he never got with his teammates in the summer and did anything like that
0: once. And I think it was when, after Trey was drafted, like, he was a ghost. George Kittle joked about it at the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm fine
1: ta- with him not texting or calling during the off season for like most of it. But if you're not getting like most quarterbacks get with their teammates, take a trip, do something, have, you know, just get some practice. And I don't know if he was doing that or not. Like if he wasn't doing that, then I have issue. Like you should be doing that. Take a week out of your summer vacation and do it but if he was doing that, then I'm fine. Like you don't need to be buddy buddies and you don't need a, I don't. And some people have like really big anxiety with texting and calling back. I know I'm one of them.
0: There's a way that you can communicate with your teammates. If you really want to, there's a way you can figure out a way to do it. And the thing that really drives me nuts is these people apologizing for this. Well, he compartmentalizes his job and his life. And he was really busy. Like, Give me a break, man. All I'm saying is keep that same energy when Trey Lance has, you know, goes 11 of 20 in a game and throws for like 150 yards and two interceptions because that's probably going to happen. Keep that forgiving energy, okay? Which I guess is what a lot of people on both sides of the Garoppolo of Trey Lance debate are going to be saying. Yeah, it's
1: going to be saying to you when Jimmy Garoppolo had those bad games, you came at him.
0: Because,
1: but you did not know this story until right now. So you can't say because he wasn't texting, he wasn't putting in the work. You didn't know this until right now.
0: But the reason I can get on Jimmy Garoppolo and I won't get on Trey Lance right away is because Jimmy Garoppolo is 30 years old. He's been in the NFL for years. Yeah. Trey Lance is at a different point in his career and his football life.
1: Listen, every quarterback's going to have bad games. Lance will have some bad games. People need to be patient with them. I feel like I'm very level-headed about Trey Lance. I also, I'm not, ai love the 49ers and when I'm watching the games, I'm all in, but obviously I'm not as invested as you and some of the listeners. So I get it. You guys have more on the line and you know, more emotional about it, but You know, we've already had this discussion a million times. You guys are expecting over 4,300 passing yards. I'm not 500 rushing. You're expecting 5,000 total yards in this first season. You're going to likely be disappointed. And if he hits it, then God. Damn, you guys got a steal. <laughs> Man, you have a franchise quarterback.
0: No, don't do that, Michelle. You are lumping me in with some of the crazies and with Levin. That is not me. I have realistic expectations of Trey Lance. I think I had a, my original projection for him was throwing for like 230 yards a game, which is no, don't do that. I am very realistic on which, Trey Lance. Which, by How the dare way. you?
1: I'm just going to take 30 seconds to say this because we've been going back and forth and I'm sure the listeners are so sick of it by now. And then we need to get into the more preseason stuff. Levin, I'm so sorry I'm in your head so bad. I listened to the (laughs) podcast from yesterday and 13 minutes into the podcast, you guys were still not talking about the 49ers because he kept bringing up me, which I thank him. I love, you know, love to hear great stuff about myself, but you know, he was he, he can't get over that debate. It's in his head a little bit. And now he said he's the stats guy. He thinks he likes volume stats, very like box score stats. Like how many times did we pass? How many passing yards did we have There's the
0: voice again, how
1: many rushing yards, how <laughs> many words, like those aren't stats to me. Like that's not what I consider like stat stats. I like to get into the advanced metrics because that tells the story about how those numbers came about. Like the box score is great. Love it. That's like the first part. But then to tell the whole story. Now, you're never going to get 100% of the story from numbers. But to tell a lot more of the story, you dig into all the advanced stats and say, okay, how did he get there? And that's the part I like to do. And that's why I'm going to call myself the queen of stats over 11.
0: <laughs> the queen of stats. That sounds like like you were ruling over me now.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. Just over 11. <laughs> we're we're going to call him a queen as well.
0: You have one subject, that it's Levin Black. <laughs> yes. um, speaking of Jimmy Garoppolo, there was a report that came out from Mary Kay Cabot of the Cleveland Plain Dealer who tweeted out that the Browns would consider acquiring Jimmy Garoppolo, if Deshaun Watson gets suspended for more than six games. Now, we still haven't heard about that, which I'm stunned. I wouldn't be shocked if it actually came out today. You might even be out by the time you hear this.
1: We're recording right now at uh, around 12 p.m. Central time, so 1 Eastern time. That game is at, like, 6 o'clock Eastern time. So he's going to be on the field about six hours from now playing a game?
0: Yeah, that seems weird to me. If he's going to get suspended for more than six games, it'd be really weird to see him in the preseason, so I don't know. This it may happen by the time you hear this. Um, But I thought the interesting part of that was she didn't say trading for Jimmy Garoppolo. She said acquiring Jimmy Garoppolo. So does that mean that the Browns are willing to just wait it out and pick up Jimmy right before the season starts? Because the, this is where the trade gets hairy. The only way that, that he gets traded, I think, is if, they both want to get him there as soon as possible. Because otherwise, the Browns are not going to want to pay him the $24, $25 million, even though they can under the cap right now. They have the space. And the 49ers are not going to eat any of the Garoppolo money because they can just cut him and get all that money back. And the Browns don't have, like, a full stock of draft picks because they traded for Deshaun Watson. So the only way the Niners would eat money is if, like, if they say hey we'll pay 10 million dollars and you give us a first round draft pick in return that would essentially be like the niners buying a first round pick from the browns they don't have a first round pick they don't have a full cupboard of draft picks so i don't see there's any way that the niners are going to eat any money from this garoppolo thing which is why it makes a trade i think unlikely
1: yeah it probably does the only way i think a trade happens now i do think the browns have quite a lot of cap space so i think they could figure it out it would be fine but the way I see it happening is if the Browns are scared if he gets cut that he would choose Seattle over Cleveland. Because I really think those are the only two options at this point. Geno Smith and Drew Locke have looked terrible <laughs> like from what Smith I'm reading. Yeah. They look like that. Yes, don't show me a couple good clips or don't show me a good report. Like I get it. Every player has some good plays in camp, but for the majority of the time, they have looked really bad at camp from what I'm reading. So I I do think Seattle is interested and obviously the 49ers, you know, aren't like dying to trade him in, in the division or whatever, or they just don't want to pay him all that money. So my whole point is it comes down to, if the Browns believe Jimmy will choose them over Seattle, if he's cut, I think locations, a big key for that Cleveland over Seattle, but obviously the Browns have a way better team that will make Jimmy grapple look much better Does he want to deal with all this drama that's going on? Does he want a team that he knows he only has one year to stay there and then he would have to leave again and uproot his life? Like Seattle, he actually would have a chance to stay there longer. So I don't know. A lot of questions, but that's how I think a trade could happen is if they're scared of that happening.
0: I wouldn't rule out your Pittsburgh Steelers if Jimmy's on the open market. If all they have to give up is money, I don't, they don't rule really, I don't Pittsburgh have any, either.
1: unless he's going to play for like $2 million, they don't have any room. Like they, they're paying two quarterbacks already in Mitch and Rudolph. I mean, not a ton, but then they, like, they, they already have three Jimmy Garoppolo's. It's, it's, I mean, a little bit worse version maybe, but are you, what are you going to do? Have four of these guys uh, all, I don't. There's you
0: can cut there. guys, you can make it work. Like, we've seen many teams find a way to kick the can down the road when it comes to the salary cap. If they really want to do it, they can find a way.
1: What would be funny is if Jimmy Garoppolo is back in Cleveland or is in Cleveland, he's back with Jacoby percent, the backup for Tom Brady right. with the Patriots, and poor Jacoby percent gets his job taken. Again, from If Jimmy Jacoby Brissett
0: was any good, he wouldn't be able to get his job taken. So I'm not shedding any tears no. for old Jacoby. But I I think that clearly whatever's going to happen, obviously is hinging on this suspension, which we should be hearing about. I mean, God, like I said, I think it's very very soon, it's if not wild. by the time you're. I thought this. it
1: was going to come out yesterday after. Yeah. After the Browns announced, I thought it was going to be like, you know quicker. I don't know. It's weird. I guess we're going to see him. It's weird the Browns are even playing him. Like they can they read the room?
0: Please. No. They can't
1: goddamn room. And also don't you want to get Brissett some work with the starters? Like you would think that would be more important to get work with the starters. I mean, maybe they're just really not planning to go with him. So it doesn't really matter. But yeah, I, I don't, you think this would be such a nice fit for Garoppolo though. You have another team with a good offensive line, a really, it should be a pretty solid defense. The weapons are not the same whatsoever, and they're not going to help him as much after the catch, like with the 49ers. But like this is probably his best chance to get another contract in 2023.
0: And a very strong running game, too.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Uh, Chubb and Kareem Hunt, who kind of wants a trade, but also showed up and started practicing again. So, yeah, that's a really weird situation. But we'll see what happens there. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll actually talk about some of the things happening in the preseason game tonight. I'm very, very excited. And something is going to happen later on tonight for the first time in Niners Nation history. So we'll get back to that when we come back. Back here on the Gold Diggers podcast, we have real preseason football tonight. Michelle, it's 49ers. It's Packers. Starters are going to play according to Kyle Shanahan. And by the way, I was thinking of you because he announced this week that starters ideally in a perfect world are going to play in this game and the Texans game in week three of the preseason, which you will be at. So you're going to get your wish. You're going to get to see Trey.
1: I know it's almost like I need Trey, Lance, not to be perfect tonight. I want to see him shine, but I also, if he does that and you play so well, then he might not play in week three. So I'm being selfish right now and like just show a little bit, you know, little struggles out there. So you have to come in week three and then you can look great in week three. And I'll be fine with that.
0: I mean, the absurd overreactions to everything that's going to happen later tonight. Like if he throws one incompletion behind somebody (laughs) or throws at their feet, it's just going to be like, it's so wrong. Everybody's going to take the one play that confirms their priors.
1: Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And it's just, I mean, Malik Willis has no pressure on him right? No pressure because he ended up being a third round pick last night. People were obsessed with his play. Like, Oh, he should have had an earlier round pick where he had some bad plays. He had some really good plays, but he's not getting picked apart because he has no expectations. You have Ryan Tannehill is the clear starter. He went to the third round. If he was a top 10 pick last night's game would not have been like all rainbows and roses for him, but this is yeah. Trey Lance. It's you're so right every single play and both sides are going to have their little weapons to use. Like, well, look at this play. We'll look at this play. And it's going to be exhausting, but that's the 49ers fans for you. And I love them.
0: This year is going to be like that. Just buckle up and brace for it. Cause that's how it's going to be. I I was saying on the 49ers and five show, I think he, I hope Trey gets two drives, give him one drive just to like, Hey, it's football again. And then after he's got his feet wet and his bearings a little bit, get him another drive because I feel like the one thing we've seen with Trey is he gets better the longer he plays Both- there's no inter- reason
1: to play him one drive like why would it only be one drive then don't right. put him out there unless, unless it's a perfect drive and you go down and you score a touchdown then sure but I think he should get three I would like three drives
0: oh look I would love if he played the whole game but obviously that's not gonna happen I was saying before if I'm Kyle First play, give me a play action bootleg and chuck that thing down the field. Cause wouldn't it be just awesome if he does that, with try, let's say he throws like a 70 yard touchdown and then he takes him out and doesn't play him the rest of the game that just would be to amazing. troll everybody.
1: That'd be amazing to Brandon. Ayuk, just do yes. a 70 yard bomb. And that would be, that would be absolutely amazing. I'd be very happy for him, but then that's all we get. We get the one play and then we right. will be done. But there is, there's so much to look for in this game. And it's not just Trey Lance. I, I think a big part of this game, I know you guys hit on it yesterday, so it doesn't, we don't have to get into it too much, but the offensive line, how do they hold up? And although they're not going to be going against all the Packers starters, they, they have a lot of depth on that defense. So they're still going to be playing against pretty good players. Uh, I, I want to see how they hold up.
0: I want to see the offensive line. I want to see the running backs. I don't care who the 49ers play at running back. I'm I'm pumped to see all of them. Elijah Mitchell, Trey Sermon. You know, we there's narratives that develop throughout training camp. One of the narratives is that Trey Sermon looks really, really good again. I'm looking forward to the chance to test that narrative. Let's see how he looks in a real game against the real defense, when he can finish a run and he can be fully tackled. Like, yeah, I wanted the chance to test these narratives and see which ones I think hold up and which ones don't. And no matter Trey sermon, Ty Davis price, I want to see Jordan Mason. Everybody keeps hyping up Jordan Mason. Let's go.
1: Yeah. Now, how much work do you think Joe hasty gets? Because he's been last year. He got a lot of work in the preseason and was very successful. Do you think he, do you think they give him as much work or they just try to get the young guys in?
0: So I have consistently said that he should be one of the odd men out in that backfield. I don't think he should be on the team this year, but Kyle Posey and Jordan Elliott and, and our, People who have been there on the ground say that he's looked good this training camp. Uh, to me, he's very small, and he's he's not a tackle brick. Like he's not a power guy, and I feel like that's the one thing the Niners have been missing. They need a power back. He gets hurt a lot, also. So I know that they kind of used him on third downs last year, but I wouldn't. I just don't think he should be on the team. I, he's the one guy I don't want to see because I don't think that there's anything new for me to learn about him.
1: Well, and if Hasty you know, makes it, then you're going to have to cut one of these young guys. You would think it would be Jordan Mason, but if they're impressed with him, I mean, I guess you can probably sneak him onto your practice squad. But if you keep Hasty, it's going to get interesting to see who stays. Do you think they keep four running backs plus juice?
0: That's the thing. See, Juices factors into this also. Most teams don't have a fullback. The Niners do, so he kind of goes into the count. <sighs> the way they lost running backs last year. I think that they're worried about that. It's part of the reason why they drafted Ty Davis-Price. They lost guys left, right, and center, like, immediately. I mean, Raheem Mostert lasted, like, two plays, and that was his whole season. goodness, I know. I think that Elijah Mitchell is a lock. Mark it down. Yeah. I think that Trey Sermon, uh, he's had such a good camp, unless he completely falls on his face. I think he's in. They're not going to cut Ty Davis-Price after just drafting him in the third round. So then it comes down to... Jordan Mason, Jermichael Hasty, and Jeff Wilson. To me, I don't even think Jeff Wilson should be kept around. He's always hurt, man. Hurt guys get hurt. I would let Mason uh, Wilson go and Hasty go, and I would keep everybody. I know they're young. I don't care.
1: Can you keep, so I should know this, but on the practice squad in recent years with COVID, they've allowed vets to be on the practice squad. Is that still a thing where you could put hasty on the practice squad? Because I don't see any teams rushing to go pick up to hasty.
0: I don't know the answer to that question. I have to not going to lie. I'm not totally familiar with the practice squad rules. I know that they did make some changes. Like you said, um, I think that they have kept most of them, but I don't know.
1: I could see them doing that. I mean, it depends on how good Jordan Mason really looks like. I, I think every year for every team we hear about these Cinderella guys mm-hmm. that look good and they still end up getting cut. It's really hard to make a team if you don't have that draft capital or you don't have that experience. Like, so I, I could see him still being cut and them keeping a guy that they You know, he might not be the flashiest or the best, but they have a lot of trust in him for whatever reason. It it seems like he balls out in the preseason. Last year he did, and then, you know, when he's in real games, not so much of a baller. But I could see them keeping hasty over Mason.
0: I just, he is what he is. You can pick up a Jermichael hasty at any point in the offseason or the regular season. Like, there's always those guys out there. I know that Kyle generally tends to favor like guys he knows and guys that are in the system, but I just, I don't think it's any big loss. If you were to cut to Michael hasty, there's nothing that he offers that you can't get back again later. Uh, that's just my feeling on it.
1: I looked up the practice squad roles. 10 of the 16 players can have no more than two accrued seasons. The mm. other six players don't have any limitations, which means veterans can be on the practice squad. So if they cut hasty and he doesn't get picked up anywhere. He could still be, you know, available for the 49ers if they have injuries. So maybe you go that route because if you do put Jordan Mason on the practice squad and you know, a team has seen that he's slashed, they're probably more likely to try to go after him. Even right. he'll pro- he would probably still stay there. It's, you know, you have your own players that you're trying to build up that you're not worried about many of the other low hanging fruit on other teams. But I I don't think hasty would be a guy that the NFL is dying to go get.
0: I think Mason too, is going to have a little bit of a showcase tonight. I think he could presumably play like the entire fourth quarter. So he's probably going to put up some decent numbers. Do you think Um, they really give
1: Elijah Mitchell much play? Like I would prefer they didn't. I think
0: they would prefer they didn't, to be honest with you.
1: Don't let that man get touched, please. Like keep him on the side. There's no, like I get that Trey Lance is playing, but you have so many other options. Uh, running back you don't need elijah mitchell in to be like oh well we need a we need him in to see how trey lance does like he's not that big of a difference maker play the other guys
0: and trey please watch your finger watch the finger if anybody gets near you just go down don't throw the ball and try and get it off like don't do that are they wearing
1: the pads no no not
0: not during the games no um but kyle shannon or uh, D'Amico ryan's mentioned actually this week that quarterbacks have hit their hands on multiple helmets in training camp and that that Guardian cap that padded bubble looking thing has actually helped prevent injuries to the quarterback. So like, please just watch it. Okay. If Brock Purdy wants to stand in there and take a hit and get drilled. Great. More power to you. Trey Lance. protect yourself, please.
1: Yeah, that's key. Because if anything, hey, you still have Jimmy Garoppolo. You did not trade him yet.
0: That's my worry. That's my <laughs> worry, Michelle. What if Trey gets hurt in some no, significant no, way? No, we're not even
1: putting that into the universe. I'm not getting, no. we're not putting it into the universe.
0: Stop I it. can't do it. I can't. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, is there anything else tonight that you're looking forward to? I sent you a note. Your boy, Tay Martin, had a good practice this week. It's probably like one of the only things I've seen. It, are Are you sure you're going to have your eye on him?
1: yeah i mean this is the time right this is the time for these guys to shine you would think he's going to get plenty of playing time now it's going to be late in the game and it's going to be with the backup quarterbacks but i i want to see a big play out of him he's going to need to because they they signed willie sneed for whatever reason it's like he <laughs> like why like what is willie sneed going to do for you but it is going to be hard to beat out. It, it's silly to say, but even a guy like Malik Turner, like a guy that has experience playing in the league has made a team has made an active roster. Like it's, it's just a hard battle, but he already did beat out the other undrafted free agent wide receiver that they brought in. They did cut him Taysir Martin. So, you know, Tay Martin won that battle, but now he has a much harder battle moving forward. To I make mean, that's team. the
0: path that he has to take. That's just the life of the undrafted rookie free agent. Um, The other position group is, of course, cornerback. No Charvarius Ward. No Emmanuel Mosley. Let's see it. They say nothing but good things about Darquez Denard. Okay, that's great. Ambry Thomas has had a miserable camp. Nobody playing tonight needs a bigger game than Ambry Thomas because I think he might not even make the team.
1: Yeah, I mean, but also they're going to be going up against like nobody's Romeo Dobbs. Let's see how many snaps he plays, but I'm sure they're not going to have him in there for very many drives because he's been killing it in camp. I can't imagine the first week of preseason. They're going to want him out there too long, but let's see if they can contain him to start against Jordan love. But then besides that, we'll see if Sammy Watkins plays and how much they should really have no trouble covering these wide receivers at all. Uh so I, I get that they're also, you know, you don't have your starters out there for the 49ers, but they they need to step up and show something.
0: That's what I like, because you know Jordan Love's gonna want to go out there and put on a show, right? Because he, he just never gets to play. So if he's gonna be out there looking to chuck the ball around and attack the defense, make a damn play on a ball. I'm to maybe come down with an interception, you know, just to change things up every once in a while. So I want to see somebody give me something to be encouraged about. Samuel Womack, Tariq Castro Fields, any of you people here, let's go. I'd like to see a Niners corner stand out for a change and those guys are going to get more run than normal because, like we said, Ward and Mosley are not there.
1: I'm very sad we won't see Ward tonight. I was excited I to see him. Luckily, like it's okay for me when these guys get this type of injury, these type of injuries early on in camp or in the preseason. Like They have so much time to be ready for the season so you're happy it happened now but can they just keep people healthy what goes on in that 49ers facility running backs and secondary goes down like no other
0: hurt guys get hurt if you keep depending on guys that have a history of getting hurt they are going to keep getting injured again that's what they do this is not a, like it can't all be bad luck because it's been over a period of years and if it's just a luck the odds that you would have five straight years of bad injuries are just too high for it to be a coincidence. So hopefully it changes. They have gone out of their way in the last two draft classes to take, for the most part, guys that have a history of playing in all the games and not missing time due to injury. So they're trying to address that. But, I mean, even some of their bigger stars, Debo misses time, missed time last year. Kittle misses time. Trent Williams hasn't played a full season in quite some time. Those guys are all going to get hurt again at some point this year. You can count on it. What you hope is they don't all get hurt at the same time and they don't all have serious injuries. And what well, that's probably going to be the biggest determining factor in how this season goes.
1: Yep, we need a root for healthy bodies after this game. That's really the number one yes. thing I'm looking for. Just just stay healthy, get through this game, show some flashes, show that you know you're putting it together. It can, it's going to look bad guys. Like for them, it's probably going to look a little ugly. Every offense looks ugly in week one of preseason. Most offenses look ugly in week one of the regular season. So, you know, just look for certain standout guys have fun with it and just help everybody stays healthy.
0: And before we go, I mentioned that something is going to happen tonight. That has never happened before in the history of Niners nation. You don't know what it is, Michelle, which is hilarious to me because it involves you.
1: Yeah, I don't
0: know what you're going to say. You are going to, for the first time ever, join me live on our Instant Reaction podcast, live stream, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. You're going to join me as a co-host, not just as a guest when we were celebrating the win over the Packers like you popped in for two minutes after you were leaving the bar. You're going to actually co-host with me, and we're going to take fan <laughs> questions and comments. I don't,
1: I don't know if I uh, uh, agreed to all of this. I think maybe my headphones were going in and out. What time is this at?
0: Hold on.
1: <laughs> Wait, what time is this at?
0: After the game is over.
1: Well, okay, what time is the game at? 6:30? The game's
0: at 8.30 Eastern.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'll be home by then. That's That works for me.
0: I thought we talked about this.
1: I thought I was coming on as a guest, but I am down to co-host with you and answer questions. I'm excited.
0: Now I feel less encouraged about the whole thing. I feel like you don't really want to do it, but we're on the air now. And so now you're doing it, you know, out of obligation.
1: I I told you that I'm going on a, a, a friends or I'm going to dinner with some new friends. It's like a, what did you call it?
0: It's like a friend fixer upper.
1: Yeah. A friend fixer upper. We're meeting two new friends tonight. Uh, and going to dinner and watching hopefully they're you know gonna be watching the preseason games a little bit but i'm hoping i can keep a good eye on the 49ers game but i did say i'll have some drinks in me so by the time this uh, yeah. 49ers uh live stream comes on i may be a little tipsy
0: oh boy that's gonna make for a good show yeah so you moved to a new place And you have some family near you, but you don't have a ton of friends there yet because you just arrived. So you're going on this friend fixer upper. It is amazing how hard it is to make friends as an adult. I have a seven year old son right now. He's got like a superpower. He can make a friend for life in like 30 seconds. It's unbelievable how kids do that. They just, they just do. It's just built into their, their DNA. As an adult, you're like, everybody you come across you're kind of like i don't know about this person
1: you have to like them so much that you're spending the little amount of time you have uh on your own and you're using that on hanging out with them and putting effort into being their friend which i you know There are, I have some great friends, but obviously not around here right now that I put in the effort, but some of them, it's just like, I just don't care. You know, (laughs) I just don't care. And sometimes you meet people and you're like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like I could hang out with you to have a friend, but is it worth it?
0: You're like Jimmy Garoppolo. You're just not returning (laughs) (laughs) texts.
1: So I'm hoping, uh, these people are cool. They like sports. So that's good. They like football. And, um, we're also going with Kate's cousin who works with the one girl so it should be a fun time
0: I'm gonna put you on the spot right now give me the one thing you sit down at the table the one thing they could say where you're like that's it I'm out deal breaker
1: if they're rude to the waitress
0: like mm. instantly, or
1: complain about like I don't know just complain Just be a complainer at a restaurant. There's nothing worse than that. When you go into a restaurant, like, oh, they're slow. It's not clean. Uh," Like, it's just like, oh my God, you're at a restaurant. Shut up, have a drink and be quiet.
0: You know what I don't like? I don't like people that order off menu. What do you mean? That's out for me. Like order off menu. Right. Like it's not on the menu, but they ask like, oh, can you make
1: order off the menu? I'm like, okay, then I don't know how else to order.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just shout something out and hope that they make it.
1: Uh, no. yeah, that, that would be weird. Why would they order something off the menu? Not people on the do, menu.
0: there's people that do that. They're like, they'll see something and they kind of want it, but then they change it around. That's no good for me. I thought you were going to be like, if you sat down and they were like, oh, you have to run to set up the pass. I thought that was going to be the deal breaker uh, for you.
1: No, if they're like, oh, I can't wait to watch Deshaun Watson tonight. I might just walk out.
0: Aha. Now flip it around. What's something they could say where you're like, Okay. We may have something here.
1: Well, they're Bill's fans. So if they're like, oh, I can't wait to watch Zach Moss tonight. I would think, oh my God, we are best friends forever.
0: Uh-huh. See, yeah. okay. What yeah. if they said that they listen to the show?
1: They don't. So why not? <laughs> because uh, I already know they don't, but they should.
0: Yeah, they should. Everybody should. Well, now
1: we'll have two new listeners if they care about to listen to the 49ers.
0: There you go. Everybody tell us your deal breakers, good or bad, or I guess deal breaker wouldn't be good, but you know what I'm talking about. Tell us your good and bad things on a first meeting. What would end the meeting or continue it for you, you can leave it in your review on Apple pods. Please, please, please keep those coming. We really do appreciate it. Michelle, I thank you for sitting down with me. I look forward to seeing you later. I'm excited that you might have a couple of drinks in you. We'll get the You'll get the real raw analysis tonight if you watch the live stream.
1: Oh, you will, because I'm scared It's the the live streams, not till like 1030, that's a long time to get some drinks in me. I'm going to have to take it slow. I'll take it slow for you now that I know I'm co-hosting <clears throat> now that I know I'm co-hosting and you just sprung that on me, what? um, I'll take it nice and slow. <laughs>
0: yeah we'll see about that i'll i'll know right around like nine o'clock eastern i'll get a text from michelle and i'll know what we're going to be dealing with i'll share that with everybody enjoy the game tonight again make sure you join us and uh, we'll see you later
1: bye y'all